Okay, guys, we're on Daphei Amad Aleph. On Daphei Amad Aleph, a lot more, uh, some more Agadita. We're talking about these uh, these uh, cases of, uh, or the discussion of whether uh, people can die before their time. That's what we're talking about. Um, so, I think we're up to the second line here. We said, Amrli Rabibi Barabayis, or Rabibi Barabayis is talking to the uh, Malach Hamavid here. Right? I mean, he, remember, he took the wrong, uh, the wrong woman. So he says, Rabibi Barabayis says, Itlul Hurashut Alamabit Haki, do you have permission to do this? Like, you can just kill the wrong person? It seems a little weird. Amrli, Velog T, Velog Vyashin Isfab, Velog Mishpab, with the positive permission. Like, we have it. There's people who get swept away without justice. So, yeah, it can happen. Amrli, what? Yeah, so I'm relaying. But it says another person going to go hell Door holech with door ba. So meaning, uh, generation goes, to generation comes. And the implication is that there's sort of set generations and like the set timing of things, and like the world has sort of works in a certain way. So don't just like drop people off the street. You can't do that. Almar he says, Darina luhana adamalu lehu ledara b'hadam b'shlima leleduma. Says I basically like watch out for these people, like sort of like in this uh, in between place until their years are done. Let's say they're supposed to have sixty years. They so got he took them like forty two years. So for eighteen years I sort of like wander around with them, okay. And then I bring them to Duma. Duma's like the I don't know like uh, wherever the afterworld is. But in the end, so so shani my abdit. Says yeah, but in the end, who's like, what do you do with those extra years? I Meaning it sounds like the years, like the Dorle Chorba, sounds like the years are very carefully apportioned. So who gets the extra eighteen years that this person didn't live? So Amr he says, well, mirabana So there's a certain Atami Chacham who is Ma'avir Bemile. Ma'avir Bemile usually means he's a Rashi says Ma'avir Midotav. He's willing to. Uh, Allow people like you know, he dismisses when people insult him and things like that. Like he's somebody who's not really mocked in his own cupboard. That's like a great milan to be able to do that. Be It's a wonderful thing. It's like I'll throw him some extra years, so he'll get the extra years of life. Okay. Behind uh, and that will be the uh, and that will be the uh, the switch. Okay. Now we're going back to the the, the sequence of agantas we had before, where people got the certain pasuk and they would cry. So we're gonna have a lot of Rabbi Yochanan psukim. Rabbi Yochanan cried a lot over psukim. Rabbi Yochanan kimati lahaykra bachi. We got the following pasuk. He cried. It says, "Vatisiteni bol of alochilam chinam." He uh, maybe go astray with it to swallow him up for nothing, for free, for nothing. Avicher abomesitino viniseit. Takana Yeshlo. So an Evid whose master can be led astray and he tries it out. There's a remedy for him. And the context here is an Eov. Right? So the idea in Eov is that the Satan sort of says to Hashem, right? Well, Eov is, uh, Hashem's like, Eov is this great guy. He's, a tzad- he's such a tzaddik. So Satan's like, really? He's such a tzaddik? Maybe he's only a tzaddik because he's so successful. Maybe we can make him suffer a little bit. We'll see how, how great a tzaddik he is. So Hashem's like, deal. So Jerry Yochan's like, that's how Hashem is? I hope just take a deal to like make some tzaddik like, suffer? We're, we're in big trouble. So Rabbi Yochanan, that's fine. Okay, so that's what he said. Rabbi Yochanan came out to the high Rabbach, and he got to a different pasuk in the Yov. Pasuk Aparik Tadzai Tadvav. He pasuk says, "Heim b'kedoshav lo yamin." He he doesn't uh, uh, find uh, trust or faith in his holy ones. He b'kedoshav lo yamin b'man yamin. If he doesn't try, he doesn't have faith in his holy ones. Who's he gonna have faith in? We're we're done, says Rabbi Yochanan. Yom Achad Havaka Azabo Orachas. So one day he's walking along. Chazila who governed have a monkey to Ene. So one day he sees this guy who is picking uh, figs. Shabik Hanaf to Matu. Vishaka Hanaf to Matu. He would take the ones who. Um, 
had, excuse me, he would uh, uh, dismiss the ones that had ripened, and he would take the ones that hadn't ripened. Matu means like to arrive, but it means you're ripened. So it's very bizarre. So I'm relayed. Love, honey, mal, and threes. I don't understand what you're doing. It's very weird. Normally, if I saw someone picking figs, I would think you'd take the ones that are ripe. Aren't the ripe ones better? So I'm relayed. Hani nadran, hani lo nadran. She says, oh no, I need the figs for the road. So I want, so the ones that are not quite ripe, they'll keep. But the ones that are ripe won't keep. You know, it's like, imagine you take like a banana, but you want the banana not for now, you want it for like a day from now. So you don't take the fully ripe banana, because by tomorrow, two days from now, it's going to be disgusting. So you take the one that's slightly under-ripened, and they'll do it. So that's what they do. So Amr, ah, Hainu dichtiv, hein b'kdoshav lo yamin. He says, that's what it means, hein b'kdoshav lo yamin. Uh, one second. Um, yeah, one second. Let's look at the Rashi above. I think it's like this one. One second. I think it's that one. If I'm not mistaken. One sec. Yeah. Uh, Rashi is on top. Uh, it should say, So just like with the good figs, he's worried that they will get spoiled. So same thing is true that Tzadikim. Why is it? No, I mean, doesn't mean he doesn't trust them in the sense that he sometimes Hashem will take a Kadosh person early because he's worried that he'll sort of ruin it, right? Like, you know, if uh, it's like Lahavda, like Michael Jordan has six championships, it can only go down from there. So retire now. So Lahavda, so Hashem will sort of like, you know, if you have a person so Kadosh, so he'll take him now, lest he sort of like ruin his uh, spiritual status later on, and he can have him die as a, as a real Tzadik. Okay. But says, Amy, is that really so? Is that really how it works, though? There was a certain Talmud in the neighbor, the Rabbi Alexandri Vishachiv, the Zutar. He died when he was young. The Amar, and what was the response? If this person would, uh, Ibai, meaning Rashi says, Ibai hai merabana, it's further up the page where it says Kohala Dalaf. Ibai hai merabana, liyot holich, vederk tovim, havichalik. If this person had been a better person, he would have lived. Meaning, and if it's true, we just said, Dilma mahen biktoshav lo yaminhu, ahava. So he says, well, I don't understand. Like, how, how did you know that? This person died because of their sinful behavior. Maybe if it's true what you're explaining here, that uh, this whole thing with the figs analogy, the person could be such a kadosh that Hashem had to take him early because he didn't want him to get ruined. So is that really how the philosophy works? He says, no. No, the case is that person was somebody who would kick his rabbis, not literally kick his rabbis, but he was disrespectful to the rabbis. So because of disrespectful to the rabbis, and he died young, he's going, ah, oh, it's because of disrespectful to the rabbis, that's why he died young. But uh, in general, it is possible this one. Now, one thing just to point out here, right, is that, you know, all these discussions sort of in the, uh, in the Gemara here about these types of things, like person dies young, it, you see, like, there's disagreements about it, and, like, everything's subject to, like, different nuances. So, like, you can't really explain it. So, even though you say, oh, he said, oh, it's because of this, it's because of this, like, the, the, the takeaway is almost like we can't really explain it. But what they are trying to do, it seems like, is to explain why, like, Hashem has justification. No matter how it works, there's a justification from Hashem. So, you know, it's sort of like, you know, sort of a nice way of defending Hashem and making us feel better that Hashem has a plan. Um, but in terms of our ability to actually identify specific things, maybe if you have a very specific thing, you can say, ah, oh, see, he got he, this guy got what was coming to him because he was such a bad guy. But other than that, you see, it's a little bit uh, difficult. Anyhow, okay. Again, Rabbi Yochanan came out to the high He got to this pasuk of Malachi, he would cry. I'll come close to you in judgment. I would be, I will be a quick 
witness. Okay, so I'll be very quick to judge the uh, people involved in witchcraft and the adulterers and people who swear falsely and people who oppress the wages of the day worker, meaning people who like don't don't pay their day workers. So again, he says, So I, I, I got a master who brings you close to judgment and, and, and very quickly, you know, brings testimony against you. Do you have a remedy? Like, we're in big trouble. Like, all of us, we do so many bad things. You see, and it's like, oh, quick to justice. That's bad, that's bad news for us. We don't want quick to justice. You don't want, like, a very quick trial. Okay. Amr Rabbi Yochel Mezaga, Rabbi Yochel Mezaga says... This puzzle is, a, is an indication which is very difficult. Woe to us that Hashem equates light uh, of a rote with stringent of a rote. Right? Meaning you have the same puzzle, people involved in witchcraft, which is really like antithetical to uh, the fundamental like belief in God, and minafim, adulterers, right? The death penalty, punishment, both of those. Right? And then it's like, that's not really nice to like withhold the payment of the the wages of the day worker, but I don't know if it's as bad as adultery or as bad as witchcraft. But nonetheless, he's like, so we're in big trouble. So the Rebbe Zakai, Hashem, Hashem looks at all things. Sometimes he equates those things. You have to take the light things as, as strictly as you take the uh, the serious things. So he's not just saying like we're done for. What he's trying to say is, you see from the positive that you have to take seemingly light a mitzvot uh, as uh, as seriously as you take serious mitzvot. And you have to be very careful with all the different things. So we haven't picked it up at all. He says, anybody, I think this is the continuation of the Pazak we're going to see here. Anybody who is Matebedin, Matebedin means he sort of turns the judgment, right, to, to skew the judgment of the Ger, as if, as, as if he is skewing the judgment of Hashem. Shinemarja says, Umate Ger. Right, and, it's, and the, the, the puzzle continues, right? And those who, there's another person who did bad things, Mate Ger, somebody who, again, skews the judgment of the Ger. It says Mate, right? Like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a smichut, so you can read it as Mate, you're skewing me, you're messing, you're messing with me, says Hashem, when you do that. And that's, uh, you have to be very, very careful. So that's another good lesson, right, about trying to view, making sure to view the Ger and not to take advantage of the Ger, even though they're weaker in the, in the societal structure and they're other than us or different from us, nonetheless, we have to bring them in and, and treat them uh, uh, extra carefully. Okay. Anybody who uh, does something wrong, but uh, he regrets it, he immediately gets forgiven. So here's some positive. Also, continuation of the Pasuk. Shnei says, And they don't fear me. But if they would fear me, so apparently they get forgiven immediately. So that's a little more positive. Okay. Rabbi Yochanan, Kimati Lahai Krabachim. Rabbi Yochanan got to this passage from Kohelet, he would cry, says, Kid Koma Sehalukim Yabibi Mishmat, Al Kol Ne'alam. That all the actions of God he will bring to justice for all those things that are hidden. Hidden. What do you mean hidden things? He says, So hidden things seem to be shkagot, the things you do like inadvertently, like you're not aware that you're doing the wrong thing. So Hashem seems to, so it says a master who uh, who equates uh, inadvertent averot with uh, uh, with purposeful averot. Does he have a remedy? We're in big trouble. If we get punished the same way if we do something intentionally and we do things inadvertently, we're we're done. My alkol ne'alam. What does it mean alkol ne'alam? I mean, anything that all these things are hidden. Somebody who kills a louse in front of his fellow, and he finds it to be disgusting. You know, like, you think, oh, I'm just killing a louse. You know, you squash a bug. What's the big deal to squash a bug? And that person's like, oh, I'm gross. I squashed a bug. Or like, or maybe the person's like, oh, it's so cruel. Like, why do you have to be so cruel to, like, a creature? So either way, the point is you're creating this result you didn't, weren't aware of. So that's uh, that's a fulfillment of this uh, of this puzzle. Uh, so I just lost my place for a second. 
Um, yeah. Shmuel says this person who spits in front of his fellow, and the guy finds it disgusting. Right? He says, you know, they, they just spit in the ground and just like covered up with dirt or whatever. Those are not covered up with dirt, and uh, that could be gross. Also, so you have to be careful. Like the way you behave, you have to uh, to be uh, to be aware of those things. That's al kol ne'alam. Because sometimes you're not totally aware. You have to be. You have to make yourself more aware of how other people respond to your act. Okay, my, what does it mean? The rest of the passage where it says, Im tov v'imra, if it's good or bad. Amri, the Rebiyana, Izzand, Otein, Stakale, Ani, Befarhesya. Good or bad means this is a person who gives um, a stucca to a poor person in public. Let's go Rashi for one second. My Im tov, it's, for, it's about halfway down the page in Rashi. My Im tov, Dumashma, Afal, Tova, Mibiobi, Bishpah. This sounds like he, God can bring this to judgment even for good things, and good things and for bad things. So what do you mean it's good things and for bad things? He's saying, well, sometimes a good thing is a bad thing. Why is that? Giving sucker to, to a poor person in public can be bad. It's embarrassing. It's like He saw a certain person who was giving a zuz to an ami in public. Amrle said to that guy, He says, better if you didn't give it to him at all, than give it to him now and, and, uh, and embarrass him. I mean, he doesn't mean you shouldn't give a poor person money like if he's begging on the street. He's already begging. But I mean, I have to be like, Oh, Yankel, I heard you lost your job. Here's some money. Like, <laughs> it's like so embarrassing. Like, don't, don't uh, you know, do it more subtly than that. So you have to be careful, in the, especially in the realm of stuck. It's not just what you do, but it's also how you do this is talking about a person who gives money to a woman in private. It's the opposite, right? Woman in private. Why? To kamaiti Because you're bringing her to be suspected, right? It's very strange. Like you knock at the woman's door, you come in the house, you know, like she's she's an unmarried woman. She has children. Let's say she has children at home or whatever. Like oh, it's like this poor widow. So you walk into her house. It's like everyone's like oh, what? Who's she having over her house? It's very suspicious here. What's going on there? And your intention was just to give her some cash to like you know, get her through uh, to get rent money for the next week. But that's very inappropriate to do it that way, and you bring her to that situation. So again, it's the same uh, same idea. Okay, Rav Amar, Rav says, Rav says the person who sends his wife meat that's not properly cut up on Arab Shabbat. I'm not properly cut up, Rashi says, it means that you haven't removed, it doesn't have the Gid HaNasha removed. So the Gid HaNasha, the Sadiq Nur, we know from the Pasuk, right about that, Rabbi Yaakov, they have to get rid of no Gid HaNasha. It's a complicated thing to get rid of it, it's not so easy to do, and to do it quickly, it's Arab Shabbos already, like, not so easy. So you're setting your wife up for, like, uh, for a mistake, it's not a good idea. The Gemara says, "Ah, oh, how Rava Meshagar Meshagar Rava used to do that." Gemara says, "Shiny Bat Rav Chista the Kimla Begabad the Bikiya." So no, the daughter of Rav Chista, Rava's wife, was the daughter of Rav Chista. So she, he knew that she was uh, an expert in this, and she was able to do it easily and well and properly. So he wasn't worried that she would mess up. But then, generally speaking, you have to be very cautious. You see, like different uh, different types of things that we have to be concerned about. Im Tov Vimra, doing the right thing, but in the wrong way. Sometimes you have to be careful, not just what you do again, but how you do it. It's really an important uh, principle. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan came out to this these terrible things, raot, rabot, uh, lots of bad things, vitzarot, and troubles find you. So again, a, a, a servant whose master is trying to mamsi, so it creates and, and creates the opportunities for these uh, raot and sarot. That's bad news. So my raot and sarot, what does that mean? Amarav raot shenasot sarot zolazo. It's bad things that become more and more painful. Kigon, for example, zibora beakrava, like a hornet and a scorpion. What does that mean? Rashi explains that we have a hornet and a scorpion, so the, the solution for the hornet bite is, is different from the, scor- the scorpion bite. One requires like a remedy that involves heat, and one of those remedies that requires cold. 
So, but and, and the wrong remedy is harmful. So you have a hornet bite and a, scorn, uh, and a, a scorpion bite. So what do you do? If you do the heat, it, it hurts the other one. If you do the cold, it hurts the other one. So that's what that's that's our boat. Raot bits harot. It's both those things. That was his interpretation. Uh, Shmuel says it's somebody who gives money to a poor person when he's in dochal, when he's in dire straits. Meaning that obviously when you're a poor person needs money, so when they're in dire straits, you have to give them money. The point is that when you you put a person in a situation, you only give them the money when they're already really stuck, so that they're gonna have a really hard time getting a good deal. So for example, let's say. Uh, you give the person money in the last moment. They, let's, uh, I'll give you an example. Let's say a person might have a hard time uh, beginning of the year. Okay, beginning of the year, a hard time. So a great idea would be give them money towards the end of the year because you know you're going to have Black Friday sales and, you know, December sales and all these Hanukkah sales. You know, there's all these things that are like sale opportunities. So give them the money then. The money will go a lot farther. If you wait till January 1st or, you know, whatever, till February, all the sales are gone. And then they're like, they're stuck, you know, whatever. Or another way of thinking about it is that, you know, when a person has to buy something right now, they don't have time. They don't have the luxury of like looking for the better deals and negotiating. And a person realizes they don't have any time. Right? Like if a person, let's say, has to sell their house really quick, they get a job, they have to move like in a week. So then they have no, and people know that. People understand that, like, they have to move so fast. So they're not going to offer the same amount for the house, whatever. So the same thing with the, with the poor person. So you can do something good, again, to give them money, but you have to realize that the timing also matters. Amar Rabba Rabba says, Hanu Damar Inchi, this is what people say. It's like this common phrase, Zuza la alala lo shchicha le talita shchiach. So Rashi says, uh, so money for alala is not common, for talita is common. Rashi says, la alala, it's about eight lines, up, six lines up in the Rashi, seven. La alala liknot hatfuah, uh, for alala is to buy grain. For loss. So, uh, I mean, it's common to found money for, uh, for, you know, you don't have so much money for a grain, but you often have money for a loss. Or Raja says also, it's, uh, like, uh, and when you're in pressure situation to buy, to buy food that you have to, like, hang in your basket, the point is that, like, uh, this, again, this, this phrase was basically saying they have to be, uh, be careful. Okay? Um, I think. We'll stop here and we'll continue with Rat Hashem tomorrow.